Hello and welcome to Being Boss episode number 97. This episode is brought to you by the Being Boss Clubhouse. Being boss in work and life is being in it. It's being who we are, doing the work, breaking some rules, and even though we each have to do it on our own, being boss is knowing we're in it together. All right, it's just us today, so let's jump in. Today, we're talking about boundaries, work-life boundaries, team boundaries, client boundaries, energetic boundaries, testing your boundaries, what to do when you've crossed the line. <laughs> boundaries I'm drawing the line here, Kathleen. <laughs> All right, let's get started. What, what are you thinking about whenever it comes to boundaries lately? I think a lot about... Like right now, I'm in the whole work smarter, not harder, like mindset where, you know, I've been doing this for six and a half years and like I will pat myself on the back all day, every day for sure for like what it is that I've been able to create. But I also feel like, I feel like it was a little late in the game that I really started like really being mindful of boundaries and I can definitely see the shift that it had in my business whenever I started putting like all kinds of boundaries into place and part of that was just like maturing and getting older and like you know becoming an old woman or whatever but it's also like becoming a more mature business owner as well and so for me when I think about boundaries it's definitely continuing to put them in place so that I'm continually working smarter, not harder, so I can get into a place in my business where I'm working less hours per week or where I'm able to have like a much higher impact with the amount of work that I do. And granted, like I'm already probably one of the most productive people that I know whenever I sit down, like I have some clear boundaries around like not getting on social media so that I can focus on my work or whatever it may be. But um But yeah, I think a lot about the work smarter, not harder. And for me, it's about putting some boundaries in place so that I can just like make it do. But I know that creatives like will cringe oftentimes at the idea of boundaries. So that's what's on my mind. Basically, I think about that a lot and how we can communicate to creatives that boundaries are important because it is like one of our like being boss principle, this idea of boundaries. So how do we help them work smarter, not harder without sh- without scaring the shit out of them? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been thinking a lot. My boundaries have been tested since growing being boss. We've been able to create work that is getting in front of a lot of people. And with that, I get a lot more emails. I get a lot of people wanting things from me. And I like to give them everything I can. But lately, <laughs> and and you've actually had to help me kind of create some more firm boundaries for myself because I'll just give and give and give until I have nothing left to give. And that's not going to help anybody. That's not going to be productive for my family, for my boss community, or for myself. So I've been thinking a lot lately about boundaries being, you know, boundaries are only as clear as the line that you draw, right? And so I need to draw some clear lines for myself. But then I've also been thinking about how I communicate that line to other people. Because if my lines are blurry, no one, including myself, is going to know where my boundaries are. So that's what I've been thinking a lot about. 
So lots about boundaries. I think <laughs> I think we can both agree though that like these are important. Like creating boundaries for yourself is is how you're able to get things done. And for you, it definitely has been around like how much you're giving. Like we've been we've built Being Boss on a platform of giving it all away for free from our podcast and our blog to like freebies that we put out on our blog, like all the things. But if we give everything, like you said something to me the other day that like really hit home. We were talking about like our really your engagement in the Facebook group and even like Slack groups and emails and all of those things. And you said, I feel like I am more available to our community than I am my own child. And I was like, hot damn, honey, we need to create some boundaries for you so that you are working more comfortably and you're giving energy where you need to give energy in a mindful way as opposed to just spreading it out into the world. Impact. Smarter, not harder. So I feel like that's something I would have said. Impact. (laughs) Work harder, (laughs) not smarter. Smarter, not harder. Right. Boundaries. Right. Okay, so one of the places after we had that conversation that I immediately put a boundary in place and might be applicable to our listeners is I was hanging out in Facebook a lot and maybe just kind of having it on in the background checking it here and there I was kind of doing that thing where every time I opened a new browser I would start to instantly hit in <gasps> that's like where you know I automatically yes. start to go there so I created some boundaries for myself as far as my Facebook engagement goes which I still don't necessarily think is a bad thing and that's something I want to talk about too is you know, you really have to test your boundaries to find where you draw the line. And so I've been running a few experiments and running a few tests whenever it comes to my boundaries on Facebook. That's adorable, Kathleen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Taking some old Emily Thompson advice into my life and how, I, how I'm going to be boss. So um, I've been testing my boundaries. And instead of hanging out in Facebook, you know, having it on in the background a few hours a day or even on my phone... I've really decided to make myself more accessible to our community by doing more Facebook Live. And I want to do it on a really consistent basis. So they're actually getting more of me and the best of me whenever I can show up live and for 10 minutes tell them really what I've been thinking about and really what I've been learning and sharing some of my best advice or stories for the week. So I've really been testing that out and I really like it because I feel like I'm giving what I want to give, but I'm not feeling spread thin. It takes 10 minutes of my day and 10 minutes of like really focused energy that is so much more leverageable. Like now with a Facebook live post, we can do some advertising from it. We can share what we've been working on and direct people to other things that we're creating. So for me, it's kind of thinking about leverage and what can I have more leverage and impact in rather than kind of just more spending more time on something. I love that because then that really helps reframe, I think, for the creative brain that's all pissed off about the idea of boundaries, where whenever you create boundaries around one thing, whenever you're boxing something in, you're able to like open doors on other things. So, you know, if you are spending all of your time on Facebook, like what could you be spending your time doing that could be more impactful than the thing that you're doing right now? And it, 
Facebook, I feel like it's going to be something we get that gets brought up a whole lot um, because I think a lot of people who do online business have a really hard time with like the social media suck where, you know, you get on to just like, and I'm so guilty of this. I don't even use Facebook, guys. Like I built some hardcore boundaries on Facebook like three years ago. I don't have the app on my phone. I don't get on it when I sit down, but I, w- I do still have the habit of typing into a new browser, even though I haven't like I don't do it, but I sit down and start typing it almost every time. It is in my brain. It's crazy. It is crazy. And I think about that and Etsy. I still do it to Etsy. And like I haven't had an Etsy shop in like five years. And I still do it to Etsy, Facebook. Those are my two. And then I'm like, no, I want to go to CoSchedule or I want to go to like whatever it is. Um, So building some boundaries around something like Facebook Um. Oh, I was talking about how whenever I go to Facebook because I want to check on the Being Boss page or whatever, I still find myself just scrolling down. And I was telling someone the other day, like with one hand that I'm scrolling down, I'm like closing the window with my left hand because like I I can't, I can't not look and get sucked in. So creating some hardcore boundaries around something that you do see as a time suck, such as Facebook, um, can give you the opportunity to do much more impactful things elsewhere. And so for you, it's still on Facebook that you do that and it's still nurturing that community, which I think is great. But you're not just like trolling the Facebook group, which is not always the <laughs> I most think that has a time. different connotation. No, I the, like I'm going in there and just being snarky in the Facebook right? group. Right? No, it's still tro- like you're just looking. You're just looking, probably screenshotting some shit and sending it to me. No, you don't really do no, that. No, <laughs> but it's the thing is, is that, you know, if I'm in there commenting, even if I'm commenting on a post now I'm getting alerts every time that post yes. gets a new comment. So it just kind of becomes this snowball thing. Yeah, Snowballs. totally. Very but I, I've noticed, you know, I think that because you've kind of given up Facebook, you're really quick to tell me to give it up or to be like, you know, for me to create as firm boundaries as you have. But my boundaries are a little bit different than your boundaries. So I want to go back to the idea of, creating boundaries to be creative in. So I started to give myself the boundary of, okay, I can only spend, let's say, 15 minutes a week in Facebook. What would that look like? How do I have the most impact there? And that's where I really started to get creative with my limitations. I decided to do a Facebook Live post in the Being Boss group. Sorry, not in the Being Boss group, on the Being Boss page So two separate things now. If you guys haven't added the Being Boss page, feel free to check that out. I am Facebook living there every Tuesday. I'm trying to do it at 1 p.m. Central Time. Anyway, um, I got really creative with my boundaries. And this is a practice that really started or that I really started to notice in the creative process whenever I was in art school. So... I learned in art school how to be really creative by giving yourself boundaries. It's whenever you give yourself projects and oh, I find this happens with freelancers who might not have the work that they want yet, but are building up their portfolio. Sometimes they'll try and give themselves creative hypothetical projects and it never works. Whenever the sky is the limit, you have nothing to push your creativity against. You have nothing to really give you that traction that your creativity truly craves. So I love boundaries because I think that it gives you more opportunity to really get creative and flourish within them. Um, So obviously, you know, we're talking about boundaries to the like 
really logistical boundaries like close the office door whenever you leave work or maybe don't give your clients your cell phone number so that they can text you. But today I'm really interested in getting into those more subtle boundaries and really and even like energetic boundaries and really figuring out what it looks like to refine your boundaries. I mean, this is something that we were just talking about earlier today was really refining our processes and creating iterations of different projects. And I think that boundaries play a big role in that. Yeah, I think boundaries, no matter what they are, it all comes from self-awareness and knowing what it is that you need to get the job done and boxing it in so that you're not tempted to wander. <laughs> because especially as, you know, a self-employed creative working at home, the temptation to wander is certainly there. But if you've given yourself some structure and said, you know, I'm going to work on this thing, you know, within this time frame, or I'm going to... um I'm going to work with a client this way because I know it's how I'm going to get the job done or whatever it may be. Having boundaries like that really allow you to be good at what you do. Um, and I think I think this is where like the creative needs to reconcile that creative side of themselves with the entrepreneurial side of themselves. Um that's where they have to come together. It's being creative within those boundaries. Without them, you're just a creative and like potentially a starving artist because you don't know how to monetize and rein it in and focus and and do the work. Um, but you're also not the entrepreneur who's like, you know, a 60-year-old CEO who hates his like life and job because he never got to do the creative thing that he wanted to do. Like it was all boundaries and like end goals, but without any feeling in it. So I think that that this is the middle place. It's it's where you it's where you find what works for you and it's about being really mindful and self-aware and knowing what it is that you need to get the job done and creating those boundaries and then doing the work. But I also think that sometimes it's about breaking them when you want to. So, I had a huge aha moment as yes. you were saying this. Yes. Goals goals are boundaries. So oh. we just gave, yeah, right? Yeah. Do you like that? I do like that. So we just gave a big talk at Venture Pop in New Orleans all about goals. And we were talking about what goals are and what goals are not. So goals are not necessarily values or intentions or even vision. Goals are the things that you are working for. It's what you really want. And so goals help you create boundaries that will help you stay on the path toward what you're working for. So I love this idea of really reframing goals. And, and really, you know, one of the things that we talked about is that whenever you have very specific goals, you're able to make decisions a lot faster because you know exactly where, where you're going. So I love the idea of thinking that goals themselves is a, is a boundary creator. It is. <clears throat> One of the great things about goals is um, is that it 
it really helps you focus in. And again, creative brain, all the things, what do you want to do, everything, we get it, we've been there. But with a goal, you run everything through the filter of like, will this help me reach my goal? And if you want to like have a, you know, beautiful watercolor calendar to sell by the end of December, but right now you're also thinking about, you know, knitting a new scarf for your aunt, like not something that's going to help you reach your goal. So let's focus in. And so you do, you are, you're creating boundaries for yourself so that you can work within them to like weasel you into the goal that you weasel is not the best word for that but you know you know what I mean where like it's it's going to get you to that place that you want to be without without allowing you to steer off course um so I think I think that's I like that little insight Kathleen good job Mm, thanks good job so let's talk about putting them in place like how do you go about putting boundaries in place and with this like whole new insight I think it starts with knowing what you want Mm, totally with knowing what you want. And I have a few different thoughts around really figuring out what it is that you want. I have like lots of different exercises and worksheets on that. So one of my favorite ones is the ideal day. And we'll be sure to include that worksheet in our show notes. And if you're already subscribed to our newsletter, we'll send that out to you. But recently in our talk, so okay, the idea of the ideal day is to really visualize what it is that you want on the daily from start to finish. And really thinking about your day, if if everything, if every circumstance is set up so that your life is pretty much perfection, what does that look like? So what does your house look like? What does your wardrobe look like? What do your clients look like? What are the conversations that you're having? Um, what kind of work are you doing? What is it that you're known for? So this is the idea behind Ideal Day, and it's a really great way to really uncover what it is that you want. I recently decided to put a twist on this exercise by really thinking about what makes you jealous. So whenever you think about maybe your Instagram feed, for example... There's probably at least one or two people on there that make you totally jealous because maybe they're always going to a new place. They're traveling the world. Maybe they're celebrating their launches and it makes you feel like they're having way more successful uh, business plans and launches than you are. But really what it's showing you is that you need maybe a little bit more travel or a little bit more adventure or a little bit more celebration in your life. And I don't think that you necessarily need to hold off on feeling those goals before you're able to reach them. And we can talk more about that. But I think that you get it. Like if you want more adventure, find adventure in your backyard. If you want more celebration, what's stopping you from celebrating now? Nothing. So you just got to do the work to be who it is that you want to be. But for me, I've just been thinking a lot about once you know what you want, how do you really communicate that? So I think that that's something that I've always been really good in my business. And it's how we've gotten to where we are now is that I'm able to tell people exactly what it is that I want, how it is that I want to work with them, what it is that I want to create or do, and then we do it. But lately, I've been having a little bit of a harder time communicating my boundaries, probably because my boundaries are a little bit blurry. So... I love what you just said about like working with clients, just to touch on that for a second, because one of the things that I found hugely in my business, and as I've transitioned from 
or really as I transitioned from regular web designer to doing these really specific indie boom engagements, what it really became about was processes and processes and systems in terms of how I work with my clients is what made that engagement so much better. And what the reason why those systems and processes made it so much better was because those were the things that got results, period. If I didn't follow that system, I could not guarantee results. Like it's all about- And mm -hmm. those systems helped you communicate your boundaries. Yes. And whenever you have those things in place, you know how to communicate them and either a client will follow them and you'll get results or they won't and you won't get results. But then you can also push them and show them everything and like, then they know whose fault it was. It was not yours. It was theirs. All right, fault aside, let's talk about systems that really help you communicate boundaries. So one of my first systems, whenever it comes to client work, that I have is a contract and invoice. So these are the first two steps, the first two systems that definitely um, communicate boundaries. So in my contract, I always include the deliverables. Here's exactly what you're getting the cost, here's how much it costs, the payment schedule, here's when you owe me money, and then the meeting timelines. So I always establish my meetings right off the bat. And I think that getting really clear about these four things from the very beginning eliminate no-shows, it eliminates people jumping out on their invoices or not paying. This is definitely a system that has really helped me get a lot of clarity, not only in what I'm offering, but in what my client can expect to get and when they can expect to get it. So another boundary is that I'm putting everything in my Google Calendar. I recently picked up Acuity Scheduling and they were a sponsor early in our show and they're helping us out again in January. <laughs> we still okay. talking about them though because we love them. Because um, we love them. So Acuity has partnered with us and they are not sponsoring this show, but if you go to acuityscheduling.com slash being boss, you can try a free trial of it. And I really started using Acuity really to hold myself accountable to my own boundaries. So one thing that I found that I was doing and a boundary that I was constantly crossing no matter how many rules I tried to put in place for myself, was scheduling boundaries. And I was just like overbooking myself all the time. There are days, you guys, where I have three to four meetings a day. And there was never any time to actually do the work. Now, granted, a lot of my work now includes these meetings and recording podcasts and and that sort of thing, but it was just too much. So acuity scheduling has really helped me hold myself accountable to when I'm available and when I'm not available, even whenever I want to break my rules. So that's been super duper helpful. And then, of course, FreshBooks, who has been a longtime sponsor of our podcast as well. And you guys, we're not just touting these because they have sponsored the podcast. They really are systems that we use and so FreshBooks has helped me get over my money boundaries. And money is a source of constant insecurities for creative entrepreneurs. It's awkward to talk about. Sometimes it can feel funny to ask for money. But whenever you have a system in place, you're able to uphold those boundaries and avoid future resentment because you're getting paid. 
What other like systems do you use, Emily, for boundaries in your business? I think for me, oh, what do I? None these days. Um, because now that I'm not doing one-on-ones, it's not even, it's not okay. as much of a thing. Let's talk about internal team boundaries because you actually have some really good boundaries that you've put in place there as far as communication. So for example, um, I have maybe slacked you stuff like, hey, we need to get this done. And you'll say, put it in Asana. So Asana is the project management software that we use. And so your boundary that you communicated to me there is that it's not going to get done if it's not in our task flow. Amen. Right? So yeah, that's that's really... That's really where my focus is these de- these days is in um like the team side boundaries and how it is that we get things done. And again, it's about like looking at what you want to get done and finding the way that it's going to get done and making it a non-negotiable boundary. So one of those is like, don't email me. Like if you're on my team and you shoot me an email, like I'm going to like yell back at you um, because one of the things that is a struggle in our business is, is our inbox and how many things are in there. So if our team commun- can communicate without using the inbox, then life is going to be significantly easier, which is why we created Slack where we can have sort of those internal conversations without ever touching each other's inbox, which has been really huge for us. But Slack is not the best place for us to talk about like what needs to be done because then chatter starts happening and then it was like four scrolls ago that we got asked to do this thing. So if you want something done, go put it in Asana and uh, and assign it to the person who needs to do it. So creating some boundaries around those things, but also some systems to like make it do like what happens if you want to task something go to Asana and task it, um, is, is really how we've created boundaries that help us be really efficient and productive. Without them, like, we'd just be running amok. Nothing would get done. Everything would be lost. Like, this podcast would not be happening right now without some, like, <laughs> clear boundaries. We have this goal in mind of working smarter, not harder. And so it took some really hardcore boundaries and using some uh, using some nice software out there that allows us to reach those goals to really help us stay on track and also so that everyone can be on the same page. So if you have, um, you know, if you're working with people like within your team or maybe you're still at your day job or whatever, like look around at the systems that you have for communicating, for getting the things done that make the wheel turn. Um, and if they work, high five, if they don't work, create boundaries, make make plans for how things happen. That's a really powerful thing. It's not just about like, <clears throat> and it's not just about teamwork as well. Think about how you manage yourself. Like, where are you keeping things? If you keep, and I'm so guilty of this, listen to me. If you keep things in a notebook, but also have an Evernote, and you also have a notebook by your bed, and then you have this notebook you keep in your pocket. (laughs) Now, you know what? I don't necessarily think that that's a sign that boundaries aren't in place. Um, But I do want to talk about a few symptoms. Well, and you can have those, but I think having a system for what happens whenever something becomes becomes an implementable idea, like whenever it's time for it to go off of the notebook in your pocket and to your team or to like your task list for the month or whatever it may be, there's systems for that. Like if you 
nothing's ever going to get done if it stays in my notebook by my bed. Like, that's- See, it's funny that you say that because I've had the opposite experience lately. I found that <sighs> tasks in Asana become, I mean, there's so many of them that I almost became paralyzed by all the to-dos. So I had to bring my tasks back into my notebook so I could have almost a mind-body connection of what it is that I need to do. So the boundaries of a notebook are actually helping me stay more focused around launch. And this is definitely getting into task management. This is going also back to being self-aware. And it's about (laughs) building the boundaries for yourself that will actually help you. Because my boundaries obviously are not your boundaries um and like they're not any like they're my boundaries and they work for me because I'm an individual human being with my own needs and expectations and And as business partners though we are aware of each other's boundaries so I think that I know that you need it in a sauna and I think that you know that I might need to talk it through for a second or that you might need to shoot me a slack reminding me that my task is in a sauna so we're also hyper aware of each other's boundaries and when we might be crossing each other's boundaries or like even sometimes if I shoot you a text as a friend I'm like hey this is a friend text not a work text right but um I think that one thing that I really want to look at here in this episode is when boundaries are being crossed and how to identify that so I think in work if you're dropping the ball if things that you've wanted to create haven't been created you might not have boundaries in place Um, For me, earlier you were talking about how I admitted that I've become more available to my work and to people who aren't even necessarily clients, but just in the Being Boss community than I am to my own family. And the way that I learned that that boundary had been crossed is I learned that, well, one, I was maybe getting a little bit short with my child who is two years old. Like I can't expect him to be rational, but if I've already given away all my patience to handling, um, you know, customer service issues or answering client or sorry, answering listener questions in an email, then it's not giving me much left for my family. And then also realizing that like my husband and sister were trying not to bother me with their with their topics of conversation or issues or needs because they knew they knew that I was already giving so much of myself to my work and my listeners that they didn't want to bother me. And that's a problem. They they should come first, right? It's my business partner, my sister and my husband. Those people come first. So for me, I really had to get clear about some boundaries by going back to Brene Brown's tool of that one inch square. So if you guys haven't listened to episode number 42, we interview Brene Brown and she talks about creating some boundaries around who you give your energy to by drawing a one inch square and literally writing the names of people who matter in that one inch square. And it's not that the people outside of that square don't matter, but if I don't have enough time for the most important people in my life or if they feel like I uh, like them talking to me is an inconvenience because I'm already so spread thin, that's a problem. Boundaries have been crossed. So what about you? Like when when do you when, when do you recognize that your boundaries have been crossed? Usually the same. Like being really self-aware as to like how other people are treating me 
And like if things have changed, then I know that I have changed, which means my boundaries aren't working for me anymore, that I need to put some more in place. But I'm also I'm can I also tend to be pretty self aware on like the immediate standpoint of like someone sending me an email is immediately going to bristle me, or um, you know two days in oh oh here's a good one. Legitimately, recently my fingertips became bruised because I had spent a month working on the weekends, like not even like all week and not going outside of my like desired weekly hourly work. But it was it was creeping into my Saturdays and Sundays, you know, writing a blog post here or writing a newsletter there or whatever it may be. And because I had went so many days without so many days on the computer, like typing, I had not given my fingertips a break. My fingertips became bruised. Like that was a pretty self-aware moment where I realized that I had overstepped my own boundaries of I don't work on the weekends to doing it long enough that I was causing physical harm to myself. And that was so jacked up. <laughs> so now, like now I get to step back and refocus my boundaries. Like, I don't care what's due. Like, this is just a website. It's just a podcast. Like, all, like I'm not going to work on the weekends. Because if I can't type during the week, it's not worth me trying to type on the weekend. Um, So I think it's, just, again, being super self-aware, seeing where things are not happy in your life. If things are not going the way you want them to go, stop assess the situation, and create boundaries that will get you back on track to getting you where you need to go. All right. I want to talk a little bit about energetic boundaries because I have something to confess. What, Kathleen? (laughs) So I think that everyone knows I'm quite the extrovert. But I feel like I've been having kind of more introverted didn't introverted tendencies lately and i noticed this at venture pop so i've noticed it for months but continue (laughs) well and this is a good thing about having a business bestie and people close to you is that sometimes they can see your boundaries before you can but i found that um i've been running out of steam a lot sooner than i used to and so recently at venture pop (laughs) we had done a photo shoot, we gave a talk, and then we had an after party at a hotel. We got a tarot reader. It was amazing. We had so much fun, but we were doing a lot of engagement over the span of 24 hours. Like, it was a lot. And by the end of it, I couldn't, I couldn't really, I was having a hard time engaging in small talk. I was really tired and started feeling really foggy. I thought I might throw up at some point. Maybe this was just from <laughs> having too much alcohol and not eating enough food. Maybe I was just hungry. Maybe I'm not an introvert. I think I was just hungry. No, no, this is no, this is really something that I've noticed quite a bit in you. And it's because we work together quite a lot. And I never really wanted to break it to you because I know how much you love being an extrovert. But like I am an introvert, but like one, I can hold my own. Like it doesn't bother me. Like I am totally fucking engaged until I'm done and then I'm done. Um, and you're usually done well before I am. 
Like well before I am. I can think of multiple occasions where like I know that you've checked out and we're, we're going to keep it going until Kathleen can eat and take a nap. <laughs> but it's definitely a thing. And I, I think like I'm glad that you it, maybe it was actually me who brought it up. So maybe it is that to create boundaries, you need people in your life to help you recognize. <laughs> recognizing things are changing. So you now realizing that maybe you're an introvert, how does that change like the energetic boundaries that you want to create for yourself? Well, I think that it will change how I communicate. And for me, I I don't know. I mean, does it does it mean that I'm incredibly honest with people and just say I've hit a wall? And I can't answer your question. <laughs> I mean, is that what that looks like? And then I start to feel bad. Like, oh my gosh, am I am I not giving enough of myself? Or what if they think I'm rude? And and I know that there are a lot of people who are like, I, I give zero fucks what anybody thinks. But I actually really do care what people think, especially if they're within my community. So I think that, though I've always said the kind thing, the kindest thing you can do is communicate your boundaries and be firm with them. Like there is this time that my sister told me she was working with a consultant who is a speaker and who would be consulting all day. And he would straight up tell people, hey, don't talk to me at lunch because I'm tired. And everyone super respected it. So I think I need to find a way to communicate my boundaries or eliminate the need to communicate them by just not scheduling as many things in one day as I used to. So like maybe having a photo shoot, a talk, and then an after party all in one day. Not to mention dinner and a walk up the quarter. And we had spent the entire day together. (laughs) That was also, I think, the morning where we woke up at like 6 a.m. and immediately started talking business before we got out of bed. But that's the thing. I I could have continued talking to you. Like we could go back to the hotel room and keep chatting and it's fine. Right. I think that it's, um, you know, having to I, – I think it was like the small talk that was starting to mm-hmm. drain me because like I can – if someone had come up to me and started talking about like, I don't know, religion or politics, I would have been like, yes, I'm in. Let's <laughs> do this thing. But – um. I didn't have it in me to really fuel the conversation or keep it going. So anyway, I think that for me, it it really is about communicating my boundaries or setting it up in advance that I know my limits and not extending myself past my limits. Um, So yet again, being self-aware. Like it always comes back to being self-aware and being okay with drawing the line. Because like even... Like, I can absolutely imagine you in the future being a little too apologetic (laughs) for needing to walk away. And I don't think it's something that you have to be apologetic about. Like, if you have just given yourself for four hours, that sounds really gross, but you know what I mean? Then... Like, it's okay to just say, you know what, I need a moment. Or go to the bathroom and lock yourself in a stall for 20 minutes and everyone's just going to assume you ate too much tuna tartare, but maybe it's fine. <laughs> um, I think I think those are perfectly, perfectly reasonable things too. I think that you can certainly move ahead with all things without being apologi- apologetic about it or even needing to explain it too much. Like, this is just me. I'm going to take a moment. I was the very same night... Um, or it was the evening of like our being boss meetup and I was taking our bags upstairs. Like someone even told me, I can't remember who it was now. I was was, like tapping out to pretty hardcore. They told me they're like, you know, you just go upstairs and like, you just take as long as you need. 
Like, I didn't even need to say it. And at that time, I didn't even need it. But like, people are really aware that not everyone is made to go and go and go and go. Um, And even... I don't know, even like family things. Like I'm one of those people that like I go to go to a family reunion and an hour and a half in, I'm done. Like that kind of engagement on a whole other level will drain me faster than any boss ever will. Um, so I don't know, just being really self-aware and knowing like when to say see ya and being unapologetic about it. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but placing those boundaries on yourself are how you can maintain quality engagement as opposed to getting yourself to a place. My thing with, with like meeting people like that, doing events or, or like going to like business engagements is I have like my own like little personal, not really mantra, but like personal goal where I never want to be the person that someone meets. That's one of those like never meet your your role model sort of things. Like I never want people to meet me and go, oh my God, I wish I hadn't met her because it totally ruined it for me. Well, you know, if I think about that too much, I think that I would never leave my No, house. it's super empowering to me. Super cuz like then I can go into any engagement thinking, "All right, like I am going to give this all that I've got. I'm going to be super smiley and inquisitive and really caring." And I th- it also makes me like mindfully remember people's name. I'm like, "Okay, I have to remember this chick's name," which is like one of my like that's a weakness of mine. I suck at remembering names <laughs> like on a deep like crazy level but whenever you know what it is people who are more artistic or have like artistic backgrounds and are more right-brained not that I think that we're a little bit I think that we both are both right brain and left brain right but I've heard that artistic people maybe that's just an excuse to have a harder time remembering names because they're soaking up everything else around the situation that like just a name is really hard to remember I okay, so Lily's the same way. She, poor kid cannot remember remember a name for shit. It is one of the most hysterical things. Something we have to like practice with her all the time because it's she, too many times she's called people the wrong name and like she just doesn't get it. She doesn't get why it's like offensive or weird. It's funny anyway. I totally could see that, but um, but it is something where it makes me go into engagements more engaged, like really just wanting to be the person that. I am and that people see and they see it because this is who I am Um, because too many times I've met internet people who were really disappointing in person and whether it was because they were already like disengaged or like too introverted and needed to cut it off at some point and hadn't yet or like weren't that self-aware and and had set those boundaries for themselves that they were like really sticking to them. Um, It makes me want to be much more mindful and present, but like okay to walk away when it's time because I don't want to be a disappointment. I want people to see the best me. This is making me recognize that boundaries and expectations super go hand in hand, right? And so for me, I've created an entire business around personal branding and that's part of expectations and making sure that who you are on the inside matches up with who you are on the outside and who you are online matches up with who you are offline. That stuff is super important to me as well. But hopefully, I I, I don't actually overthink that too much about, you know, how am I showing up? Um, 
I think because I have been confident enough in that like I am who I am 100% of the time. And there's probably been moments on this podcast where I'm like, I'm done. I've hit a wall. (laughs) And I think that we've been really transparent in showing all of not all of who we are obviously like we can't show 100% of who we are you would if you could (laughs) (laughs) I would if I could you guys Uh, so all of this I'm I'm really excited about thinking about the fact that goals are boundaries and what that means for how I get more structure around my goals and communicate my goals and yeah. I think that's really exciting. Right? I know it even makes me think about like client work. Like clients hire you for a goal. And like if those boundaries will help you reach that goal, that's even like a whole other way of reframing. Like, no, I won't give you my cell phone number. Because that will you, you having my cell phone number will not help you reach your goal of like having this like ideal like engagement or whatever. I feel like that is going to be big. Ooh, I like mm. it. I like it a lot. All right. So what's one thing or two things that we can give people like homework to do to help them be more boss whenever it comes to their boundaries? I think you find something in your life that isn't sitting quite right with you. Like, is it your relationship with someone? Is it someone like in your family or is it a client or a customer or, you know, whatever it is? Um, Or maybe it's with yourself even. Or your business, pick something <laughs> of all those things um, that isn't sitting quite right with you and test a boundary that will get you on the right path with that thing um, and give it a go for a minute and see if it works. If it doesn't, try another boundary. If it does, keep at it. <laughs> I think that mine is probably comes from a braid exercise, which is literally called line in the sand, draw a line down a sheet of paper, and on the left-hand side, write, I am, and on the right-hand side, write, I am not. And this can be a total brain dump. It can be philosophical. It can be tactical. You can get as practical or conceptual as you would like. And just start to fill it out. Like, what are you and what are you not? And is there anything that you filled out on the I am side that you're not showing up for? And is there anything that you're writing down on the I am not side that is creeping into your life and this will help you kind of see where you're crossing boundaries and it might help you get less blurry about those lines because again boundaries are only as clear as the line that you draw amen so what's the secret to being boss The secret is that there is no secret. There is no single formula, course, or book that will teach you what you need to know in order to have anything and everything you want. But here's what we've learned along the way. Being boss is setting up a solid foundation built on intention. It's understanding how to define success on your terms. It's committing to big-ass goals. And it's breaking those big-ass goals down into small, actionable steps. It's about making faster decisions, trusting yourself to see it through, enjoying the process along the way, knowing how to measure what's working and what isn't, and surrounding yourself with smart, ambitious friends along the way. Those are the secrets to how bosses get what they want. We know you want an online business that allows you to make money doing what you love. 
And boss, we've got you. The Being Boss Clubhouse is where we teach you how to be boss of your life and work. The Being Boss Clubhouse is a two-day online real-time retreat followed by 12 months of ongoing community support, monthly masterclasses, and secret podcast episodes. We're only accepting 25 members for our next online retreat. Learn more and apply to join at beingboss.club slash clubhouse. Thank you for listening to Being Boss. Please be sure to visit our website at beingboss.club where you can find show notes for this episode, listen to past episodes, and discover more of our content that will help you be boss in work and life. Did you like this episode? Please share it with a friend and show us some love by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Do the work, be boss, and we'll see you next week.